0: Clayton, John Clayton. Hey,
1: Mom! I'm done with my segment!
0: This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton.
1: Brought to you by Coors Light. Made
0: to chill. We're talking football with the professor John Clayton as we do every day here with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle. If you guys have questions for John, now is the time. Text those questions in 421-3776. That's 421 421- ESPN, and we will try to get to some of your questions before we let them go for the day. Hello, John. Hi, guys. So we were just talking about Jim Harbaugh and how things, apparently, according to the um, the reporter out there who covers the Vikings for ESPN, was talking about the fact that uh, he went into this interview with the assumption he already had the job. That was Courtney Cronin, by the way, to give him yeah. credit. Uh, he, he walked in, as, in with the mindset, I've got this job, and figuring since he knew the GM, it was his job,
1: if he wanted it, and that clearly was not the case. Baffled. I'm totally baffled because, again, it's like uh, if you're hiring Jim Harbaugh, I mean, he doesn't play games, and particularly coming into the NFL. It's like you offer him the job, you offer him the money, you offer him the power, and uh, that's it. And apparently they didn't do it. So the Vikings screwed up because, again, I mean, adding Jim Harbaugh to the mix as far as where the NFC is right now would have been huge because clearly they would have been a playoff team. You know, they would have been better. They'd have Vic Fangio as defensive coordinator. Now they're waiting for Kevin O'Connell to get through with the Super Bowl so they can try to get him as the head coach. And it's not going to be as good. And it's not going to be the same. Do you think
2: that uh, Harbaugh, he doesn't you know we've just kind of been operating under the assumption that somehow he annoyed whoever was interviewing him you know but well he annoys everybody so it's like yeah. A... yeah yeah but i mean he seems i haven't heard anything about his coaches or anything like that rubbing them the wrong way it seems like he's he's okay that way and it sounds like you you have a lot of re- respect for him which i do too as a football yeah. coach i just think he's kind of an awkward human
1: being i agree and, I, and, and remember, it's like I've got a different version of him because I'm like the only one who has seen a, a, a practice in the NFL with Jim Harbaugh as the coach, you know, because, as a head coach, because, you know, I was the Super Bowl uh, reporter back the year that they went to the Super Bowl down in New Orleans. And uh, so I saw his practices and I got, you know, got to know him. And, you know, we, we came we came off on we came off fine. Uh, but still he's he's a different guy and uh, you know it's like uh, the one thing that we know about him is that he just I mean he's not going to go through a process he's going to go through it's like hey you want me you hire me simple as that and again apparently that wasn't the case with the Vikings you know because whatever it was you know it's like hey you you let him out of the office and you didn't either make him an offer you didn't offer him enough or you didn't give him enough power well he wasn't going to go through that I mean that's one of the reasons for example I mean it would have been a natural for him to go to the Chicago Bears he played for the Chicago Bears well they interviewed 14 people for the GM job that wasn't going to be the case he could have gone down to Miami You because Stephen Ross is the biggest Michigan supporter and, you know, wasn't going to hire him. But if he figured that he was going to leave, then he would have. But then, of course, now you've got uh, the Dolphins in a state where, you know, they could be in major trouble with uh, the owner offering $100,000 for a loss uh, to pay, you know, uh, Brian uh, Flores. And, you know, they're just a mess. So that's scratched. He didn't go to Oak, uh, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And so it's like, what well, I have no idea what happened there. And now he goes to Minnesota and nothing gets done. It's crazy to my my point of view.
0: So do you do you expect that he's going to be back in the NFL at some point? Yeah, or at some point, yeah. yeah. He, he just seems like a guy that, as that I was saying to Dave, runs a little hot to where he can turn something around pretty quickly, whether we're talking about Stanford or the mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers. But it feels like there's a burnout factor of those around him. Like he's just not built to last anywhere for too, too long.
1: No, if you, I mean, you go back to uh, you know, Russell Wilson. I mean, not Russell Wilson, but if you go back to uh, the, Doug Baldwin and you go back to Richard Sherman, I mean, they'll tell you, after about three or four years, he just burns his bridges with everybody. I mean, at the end of three or four years, everybody hates him. Front office, players, you name it. They just don't like him. You know, because, again, he kind of runs through the gamut and all those different things. And so you put all that together, he wears everybody out. I'm surprised he's been able to last, you know, eight years at Michigan. And now it's going to be a ninth year at Michigan. I'm stunned at that. Well, we were saying, John, that, uh, you know,
2: about 4 years mm-hmm. is his shelf life with right. people. <laughs> so every year you get, you know, in college they su- cycle through. Uh-huh. Freshman year you love him, sophomore year you're going uh anyway. But uh, yeah, I so w- what's his deal at Michigan? I forget. Is he is he done there or is he still he's still He's He's still on a contract.
1: Yeah, I mean and uh, uh, the number I heard right or wrong was he he took a pay cut down to 4 million dollars. Huh. four million. Think about that. Yeah, I mean that's that's less than any head coach in the National Football League right now. Yeah.
2: Hey, uh, John. Uh, some of the uh, some of the pushback for no. the Brian Flores thing. One of them was uh, was Elway, and you know, knowing John pretty well, I, it looks to me like he's pretty pissed. Yeah. Um, you know, be. as far as the the claims that go, uh, you know, same thing with uh, I think the Giants are doing the same thing, but. Anyway, um, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of interesting. Now you're getting this thing, and it's, I, I guess it's kind of a shame right now because you know you're in between the the Super Bowl. But it seems like every year this happens almost every year, where in between the you know the off week and mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Remember there was the Ray Lewis thing, something about uh, deer. <clears throat>
1: What antler spray,
2: thing? antler spray. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, I mean, there's always something that that uh, goes on and and really gets you know kind of blown out of proportion. But this one's this one's pretty big. But what do you think about some of the some of the pushback from from people like Elway?
1: Well, I mean, I I I don't understand why Denver's included in this. I can understand that uh, you can put the New York Giants in there, you know, particularly yeah. with the uh, you know the emails from bill belichick to you know brian dable that uh, actually got sent to brian flores congratulating brian on getting the head coaching job and it's like what are you talking about i haven't even interviewed for it yet and it's like yeah. oh sorry wrong I-, I said it to the wrong guy and because you know he both you know, they worked for belichick at one point in their careers and so it's like uh you know, he sent it to the wrong guy, and so that was a sham interview. I can understand Flores being upset about that because I mean the job was already pretty well predetermined, and of course you know he goes through the interview and doesn't get the job. Well, duh. But in the case of Denver, what was wrong? They had five people go down to Florida. Five people interviewed him for three and a half hours. Uh, they interviewed you know ten coaches. Uh, in the the job search, they elected you know not to go with Flores. They elected to end up going with another coach, and it's like uh, so. Hey, that's that's just the way things are done. And yet you have to include them in the lawsuit. That one to me is just unfair. So if I'm John Elway, and particularly too that the fact that uh, you know Flores put out, it's like yeah he showed up drunk, or he showed up with a hangover. It's like, are you really saying that? You're putting that out are you kidding me it's like that's not fair to John Elway so if I'm John Elway I've got to be very upset yeah
2: Yeah. and then I think he was saying that they they had to fly they were only given one uh time slot to interview him and I think it was early in the morning and then I think they had they were an hour late yeah they were an hour late yeah and you know he said they looked disheveled I think was the word but uh Yeah, well, anyway. uh, But, yeah, I'm with you, I Certainly a reason to be pissed about the New York Giants situation.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, you you can understand that because, again, I mean, if the job – and you can understand that the job was going to be predetermined because here's Brian Dable, He was with the assistant general manager in Buffalo, okay? So it's only going to be natural that the assistant – general manager was likely to hire him particularly the the fact that he's a good offensive coach he was going to try to do something you know with uh, their quarterback daniel jones and all that so you can understand that part of it but uh to bring in denver i don't get it John, uh, I'm
0: seeing on social media that Shad Khan is taking a beating from uh, Good. Jacksonville fans because two things I read here. A, that the, the <clears throat> Jag, Jags owner Shad Khan asked a candidate if they would work with Trent Baalke while Baalke was in the room. So <laughs> oh, there was geez. there was that, and now Rick Stroud, who covers the Buccaneers, uh, reported it said, hearing Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich is expected to remove himself from consideration for the Jags head coaching job Soon, so former interim head coach Rich Basaccia and former Eagles coach Doug Peterson remain strong candidates. So they're putting the fact that Leftwich is going to remove his name yeah. from consideration on Chad Khan as well. So he's he's not having a good day out there.
1: No, it, he isn't, and that's on Chad Khan. Yeah, because uh, Trent Baalke was a failure as a general manager with San Francisco. Nobody pretty much wants to work with him, and yet they decided that he's the only guy right now in the organization with football knowledge and because he's the only guy you know they're standing by him to be the general manager well it's like okay you're doomed you know because again he's bad in personnel he doesn't get along with people he went through like three four coaches with san francisco and now if you go to the jaguars like i, I can't understand why even doug peterson is interviewing with jacksonville knowing that you have uh, you know that, that type of a general manager, to me, it's baffling. But they have no idea what they're doing. I mean, again, to show you how bad they are, you know, they, they really wanted to hire Kevin O'Connell. But they, they were so late in the process, they didn't even get his request to get an interview in time. So just even to interview him, they have to wait until after the Super Bowl. That's total dysfunction. It's yeah. totally irresponsible. And it just shows what a mess they are.
2: Yeah, very unorganized to mm-hmm. say to say the least. Um Hey, uh you know, I was looking at Cincinnati, John. Cincinnati who's in charge of the draft in Cincinnati, do you know? Is it yeah. is it uh Mike D- Brown? D-
1: no, Duke Tobin. Oh, okay. D- Duke yeah. T- Duke uh, you know, Bill Tobin's son. Okay. Because
2: you know, I was just looking at the you know uh, we're looking at Zach Taylor mm-hmm. as one of these young hot offensive coaches, and you know they go two and fourteen, uh, then four and eleven and one, and now ten and seven, and they're kicking butt, you know, and yeah. it it looks like their drafts have been really good because mm-hmm. you know I'm looking at uh, almost twenty guys over the last three years since Zach Taylor. Uh, has been there that have significantly contributed. Like Joe Burrow, um, Lamar Chase, of course. But then, you know, you look at uh, Evan McPherson, the kicker. They drafted yeah. him. Uh, Logan Wilson, their leading tackler, Jonah Williams. I mean, they've done a really good job with the draft. There, a bunch of young guys that I guess are going to come due here at mm-hmm. some
1: point. But, you know, pretty good job with, uh, with that draft Cincinnati has had. Yeah, and, and what you respect out of uh, Duke Tobin and I, I know because I interviewed him, in fact, I wanted to interview him again for the Washington Post uh, in the last week or two, is that uh, you know, what he does is that he pulls the room and says, OK, so what do you guys want? And he tries to make sure that he satisfies everybody, you know, in the room, coaches, assistant coaches and everything else to make them happy about what they're going what direction they're going as far as players. And he does that and does such a great job of doing it. So they all tend to be on the same page because he's going to listen to what they want. He'll adjust to what they want and then, you know, go with the players that everybody seems to want and then do it that way. And so uh, I give him a lot of credit in this because he deserves a lot of credit. And again, here's a guy that gets no respect. I mean, because, you know, Mike Brown is, you know, you know, you gets credit for being you know, the owner, the boss, everything else. But Duke Tobin, who's basically just a director of player personnel, does such a great job. I give him so much credit for how he handles things and how he works things out for his coaches and everybody else in the personnel office.
0: John, a guy I feel like I've asked you about almost every day is uh, Eric enemy and I see a tweet from Jeremy Fowler that the Saints want to speak with him. Uh, for their head coaching position, per sources, an interview could take yeah. place on Saturday. So, what do you, what do you think the chances are? How do you, how do you think he fits there?
1: I think he fits well anywhere because, I mean, I think he's a good coach. I think he's a brilliant offensive mind. I think he'd be a great fit for whatever team he would go to. But still, you look at New Orleans you know, with the fact that uh, Sean Payton's stepping down and the likelihood it is to keep the coaching staff together. They'll go with Dennis Allen and promote him to be the head coach. And so that, I think, is going to eliminate the chance for bien to get the job. But I can only hope that he does get consideration, and I can only hope that he could get the job.
2: Hey John, couple of uh, the two tight ends uh, that are were supposed to participate in the Super Bowl. We'll see C.J. Uzoma yeah. and uh, Tyler Higby both had pretty uh, pretty serious uh, injuries. Any update on those? those no, two th- I think
1: right now they're both questionable, but we'll see what they go with it next week. Uh, yeah, but both do have serious injuries and all that stuff. I mean, you know, I I I, I really doubt that cj is going to be able to do anything i don't know about higby but uh, yeah i think both tight ends right now are very much in question well if twitter is to be believed uh cj
2: was t- tweeted out what should i wear for the big game <laughs> i mean you would think of a football uniform yeah but yeah you would think that Maybe that indicates that uh, that he's out, but I don't know. Maybe he's trying to deceive us, and it'll be a surprise when he comes
1: out. Well, we'll see. I mean, again, like anything else, you're talking about a week and a half. They, yeah. uh, there's still enough time for him to try to get healthy if he can, but I, I just wonder you know, with that uh, injury that he suffered with the knee that he'd be able to play.
0: Four two one three seven seven six. that's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. That is the text line if you guys have questions for John. And somebody, John, wants to know, the 509 says, who would Clayton's Mount Rushmore of terrible NFL owners be at this point?
1: Uh, I mean, certainly uh, Cal McNair of the Houston Texans. Then I think you have to go with Shad Khan of the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. They would they would list as a top two right now because again they don't have head coaches. I mean, like uh, at this stage, Josh McCown is probably going to end up being the uh, head coach of Houston, and he, he's never coached. He's never coached in the NFL, and so that's how bad they are. So I'd say right now, uh, if you're if you're having the Mount Rushmore, those two would be right up front. I mean, those two would right be in the front of the mountain.
0: Would, would Daniel Snyder make the uh, mountain there?
1: Probably. Yeah, I think he yeah. could.
0: There's a new accusation against him. Did you see that?
1: No, I didn't see. What What, what was this one?
0: Yeah, it was a uh, former Washington Commander's employee, Tiffany Johnston, made new allegations against Snyder Thursday at a roundtable before the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> basically saying that they were at some uh, team dinner, and he sat there with his hand on her thigh, and she had to grab his hand and take it off of her thigh, and then he was trying to push her into his limo after the dinner, and his, apparently his attorney, she says... Intervened, And the quote is he intervened and said, Dan, Dan, this is a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying yeah. to push her into the limo. Oh, nice. So, yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's Tiffany Johnson making that new allegation in front of the House Committee and Oversight Reform.
1: I just I, I, I just wonder how the ultimate boss of the uh, uh, the Washington commanders commanders are going to be, you know, his wife. I mean, how does she keep tolerating this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like uh, I mean, if that's in case, and you know, he's cheating on his wife, which may be the case. To me, I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, Yeah. he's denying all. Yeah, it's like well, it's like yeah, but he denies everything.
0: Yeah, he's he's he he released a statement. He's the
1: ultimate denial
0: yeah he says while past conduct at the team at the team was unacceptable, the allegations leveled against me personally in today's round table, many of which are well over thirteen years old, are outright lies. I unequivocally deny having participated in any such conduct ah. at any time with respect to any person wonderful wait
1: yeah. uh, wait way, way to go Dan and but <laughs> but again, it's like is it going to change anything no. Is he going to be the owner of the Washington uh, Commanders? Yes, and so it's like uh, you know, it's like it's really hard for NFL owners to take away anything from other NFL owners. They just don't do it.
2: Isn't there usually uh, every year some kind of smack talk that goes on between a couple players leading up to the Super Bowl? I feel like the media kind of try to to fish that out. I remember Walter Jones in mm-hmm. Super Bowl Forty being really mad at. Who's the defensive end or outside backer for the Steelers, I think, that was popping off? But I guess Tyler Boyd, who was a receiver for Cincinnati, said uh, on Jalen Ramsey, however they decide to play, they're going to have to match us. I wonder if that's going to set Jalen Ramsey off and we might get a good old-fashioned feud before
1: the Super Bowl here. Yeah, you you kind of wonder because, again, with players not being uh, individually accessible for interviews, if that's going to be the case. I mean, because, again, everything's done in Zoom, everything's done in press conferences. I mean, you just don't have the normal interaction that you would have with a beat reporter going over to a player and then, uh, you know, come back and say, hey, well, here's this, here's that. I mean, you just don't have that. So I I, kind of question whether you're going to have it. You didn't have it last year. I question whether you're going to have it this year
0: yeah Jalen doesn't get into it with anybody but kickers,
1: yeah that's true good point. You see him
0: get into it with Robbie gold in that last game and Oh, yeah, that? that's right I forgot how, about that. how does that happen? How are you getting into a dust up with the kicker well it was
2: they showed in pre in pre game warm ups that he was out there kicking yeah in the middle like right of their, in the middle of their you know little workout the, area, yeah, yeah.
0: so. Yeah. So he decided to take issue right there. At that, time. I don't know. Hey, listen, Jalen dropped two should have been interceptions in that game. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, he, he needs to step
1: his game up. I think uh, he'll be okay. Yeah? Uh, he's a pretty good player. Let's play right? put yeah, it this he way. He's the best cornerback in football, so well, I think I he'll be okay. He, I hope he stinks in
0: this game. I'm pulling for the Bengals. But, oh, okay. John, uh, somebody here, let's see, 415. Any free agent targets for the Seahawks? John I have no likes? idea. I have no, that you idea. like that you like that you I have no idea
1: I haven't broken it down yet I mean there's 584 players right now available in free agency so it's like uh and uh, you know I don't know what the prices are going to be you know it's like uh so it's like that's that's kind of like trying to predict who is going to go into the Super Bowl and I wouldn't make those predictions to make free agent predictions right now can't do it
2: all
0: right John like- we
2: yep go all right. Go, Sorry.
0: Oh, I, was, I was just going to wrap. Did you have another question? I,
1: I was just going to say,
2: make a statement, really, and that's what. Uh, do we all agree that they're going to announce the defensive coordinator at about six o'clock tomorrow night? Huh? <laughs> so, so we don't uh, we don't get a chance to talk uh, about it. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All okay. right, John. We'll, we'll Thanks, talk John. tomorrow.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
0: There you go. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light. <laughs> Made to chill. Download the podcast at 710sports.com. That one kind of fizzled out, Bob. Yeah. That yeah. fizzled. Yeah, the tires went
2: flat pretty quick. <laughs> Maybe I'll just, uh, I'll just keep that to myself next time. Now we understand
1: why Shannon made the face. Yeah, yeah I, I, did, I
0: know why she made the face. I did That's, not fart. <laughs> there's only one possible reason. You, Dave sent us. We'll, we'll, we'll t- continue this on the other side. We'll, we'll get into okay. what the conspiracy theory that I've got brewing right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming up, we'll get into that also. What does Sean McVay, what does his coaching tree tell us about the future of the NFL? We'll get into that as well. It's Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.